0: okay now that the kitchen sounds are plentiful below us let's get started oh no
1: oh yeah
0: and all of our notifications are turned off larry (laughs) and into it hey guys how are you doing how are you? I'm great. Good,
1: Larry. Glad um, you're in the office today. Yeah.
0: So about that, we have missed an episode. I'm chalking it up to the long weekend, though. We had Labor Day. We're fresh fresh off of being refreshed. Can I say that? Does that make sense? Yeah. I love being refreshed. Freshly, freshly refreshed. Freshly refreshed?
1: That sounds refreshing. Should we make
0: t-shirts?
1: <laughs> or, or a beverage or something. There
0: are millions to be made. <laughs>
1: Wait, be oh, right back. on the got beach a...
0: drinking freshly refreshed. <laughs> and I feel refreshed. And that's it. That's all.
1: <laughs> well, we've got the beginnings of a killer campaign there.
0: All right. You've heard it here first. Actually, you, anyone listening can just have that idea. I don't think we'll do anything.
1: I think it's all in the way you say it. Refresh.
0: Okay. Like now that, I'm back in. Now that would I'm back be back the audio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Putting down the coffee. And we're getting into it this week. Let's get into Um, it. Something we're doing like a ton with our clients lately is pay-per-click or paid ads, whatever way you want to spin it. A little bit of Google, a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of LinkedIn, Uh, uh, a little bit of YouTube ads we get into. I really think there's a fresh medium there to, to attack. But long story short, let's talk about it. It's something Don't we're it. doing all the time. Let's at least, you know, get it out there. Oh my oh, goodness.
1: Whose notifications came running in?
0: It was Emily. Anyone who's listening to this who like is on Slack is gonna be so triggered from that. <laughs> i <laughs> gonna know. be like, no. It is a trigger <laughs> noise something. for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Ads. Let's get in.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Oh. Sorry about that. Move my mic. Anyways. I think we have a good balance of people here. Um we're going to shift it more towards social ads, right? Um we're we're going to keep doing these episodes. We'll we'll tap into Google, we'll tap into Lincoln, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, <laughs> and I know LinkedIn's technically social, but I really want to talk about like Facebook and Instagram ads because that seems most fruitful depending on your business. Um we have Tim here who has managed a lot of it, but hasn't really seen like the behind the scenes of it really. So I think it's going to be great to kind of like pick our brains maybe of like what even goes in. Where do you start? Even though you have a pretty good idea of it already, it might help the listeners who someone who's fresh to the idea really dive into it. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Cool.
1: Start from the beginning.
0: Yeah. What would be the first and then we can just have this open for flowing conversation, but like. What do you think are the reasons someone says, oh, well, I got to get on paid social ads?
1: Because everybody else is doing it is a <laughs> big reason. They're having a hard Ooh, time getting leads. Yeah, they're okay. having a hard time getting leads. They're trying to expand their reach in general, trying to get more visibility. I mean, I think these are all pretty good reasons I mean I want to dive into what you just
0: said and I think it's those two reasons could kind of sum it all up it's like I want more sales of my product and I'm just like buying ads to sell 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 or you're using it as a lead generation idea which I don't see a lot of people doing as much as the other I just mentioned
1: which I have a lot to say about that
0: yeah please
1: because okay so we're talking about starting from the beginning right the very beginning of anything, I know it's going to come as a real surprise to everyone that I'm going to say start with a strategy. <laughs> because, <Says> our strategy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but if you go into anything, including beginning social ads when you've never done them before without a plan, it's can be it can be really discouraging because you're probably not going to get great results for a whole bunch of reasons, and mm. it's going to be more frustrating to set up because. You'll have not planned the pieces that you need, who you're talking to, all those kind of things. But in terms of what you're saying with even selling versus lead generation, those can go hand in hand with social ads. You just start with one over the other. So Mm -hmm. let's say you are just trying to build an email list or an audience Yeah, because you don't even really have anyone to sell to yet. Maybe you have a product. Maybe you can run some ads and sell that product. That happens. Sure but really you could start back in the lead gen part of it and then retarget those same people. You can be emailing them, you know, you just have a bigger opportunity. I mean, truncating that whole idea into the smallest droplet, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you can do both, but having a strategy, number one, which we can break that down a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about, so like,
0: what's your goal going into this might be a way mm -hmm. to frame it. Like, what
2: yep. what what i've been seeing recently with clients bring up like oh we need to do pay, we need to do paid ads and it's usually because uh like like you said it's lead generation where they have either a new site that's that's built for organic growth but you know it takes time to get there and they're just they're a little jumpy they want they need some leads now they need some you know some people at the top of the funnel and they say you know i need to just get my i got a little bit of budget i could spend maybe 1500 dollars 2 grand a month on paid ads and i want to bring in more leads like help me get some quick wins and that's usually where we start is that let's let's just talk about that
0: i think that that'll keep us on track that's like the most fruitful thing that i see out of paid social ads is building your your contacts you Mm -hmm. know lead generation agreed um so let's talk about that what goes into it probably first you need an offer right like what's going to get people
1: in well yeah i mean that's part of the the first part of it but in figuring out what that offer is Starting at the end goal, again, what are you ultimately going to be selling? Them? Sure. OK. And then use that as a guide to what you're going to offer. So are you selling a product? Are you selling a service? Are you selling an online course? You know, so then you think Let's about pick
0: something. Let's say it's an on- online course. Perfect. So let's really dissect this and then create yeah. a campaign for and it. Which is so. fun
1: because we do online courses and we have some clients yeah, that I'll we're creating online this courses back for. will when we get ours
0: launched. It's our perfect. One launched. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. So
1: let's imagine that we're creating a course. Maybe it's finished. Maybe it's not even finished yet. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we want to enroll people into an online course. So then let's back out of that. And you know that you're gonna end up with an ad that's completely different than if you're selling well, a service yeah, let's or a first product, right? Send so, the warning
0: out. You're not sending an ad for this online course. Right. That's not what we want to do. That's our goal, mm-hmm. but that's not how we're going to get people in. Yep. Nobody's gonna be scrolling on their Instagram page and be like, Oh, I'm gonna take this online course right now. There's a there's a funnel. You gotta build that.
1: Yep. And so if you start at the goal, they want you wanna get them to enroll in the course. You want people to take this course. What does that path look like? And then that's how we start building the ad. So let's say you're someone in the target audience. You're my ideal buyer persona. What is the first thing that that person might be attracted to that's going to be a first step toward, you know, we're kind of going, okay. I said goal and then I went jump to the beginning to do the path. You could build it backwards. But you get where I'm going let's with it. Let's just
0: say let's just do one transition for the sake of the podcast. So mm-hmm. like what would that be? Let's let's build that out. Kind of what you were about to say, I think.
1: So the first thing like if, if I were doing a course, a course, what's that
0: offer to get them in maybe?
1: Yeah, I would think that for something like that, the first thing that they might be interested in would be some sort of a free training. Maybe it's a webinar um, maybe it's Great. a free download. I a
0: hundred percent agree. Let's yeah. call it a free, like recorded webinar or free a master video, class, free masterclass. Free masterclass. I mm-hmm. love it. Yep. So, um, let's build our paid campaign around this free class, not around the course itself. You'll have the opportunity after this, either through retargeting or through, if you've done it right, you've captured their email and you can do the retargeting for free via email marketing then you can get them into this course. So let's talk about this webinar. What does it look like? How do we build an ad campaign for it? The recorded webinar. So
2: can I can I drop some uh, real world example on you guys right now? Oh, no. Please, this is, this is crazy it. timely because, and I didn't even think of this when you asked me this a few minutes ago, Larry, but um, I had a meeting yesterday with a client who down in Ohio and they want to start doing some PPC. And so they said, where do we start? And I said, okay, the first thing we want to start is figuring out what it is that we're promoting but before that like take that step back before that you're figuring out what the goal is and who you're promoting to right Mm -hmm. like let's build out that profile so i gave them a piece of homework to fill out like a buyer persona guide to know they're like okay here's our here's our target target audience now let's build a piece of content that's targeted toward them right as opposed to starting with like oh i have a great ebook i've been sitting on let's just get it out okay it might be right so many people do yeah (laughs) And, and it could be okay, but mm-hmm. more than likely, it's not exactly targeted toward what your goals are. Um, and they start with like the piece of content first and then
0: you try to make it work for that target audience and it doesn't always work that way. I think we're on an interesting like chicken or the egg thing. Like, do you already know your audience and you're crafting? So for me, we already kind of have a lot of audiences built in our um, mm-hmm. business manager on Facebook ads. So I kind of would shape the content towards audience that already exists. But if you are starting from scratch, yeah. maybe maybe I did jump ahead and say, talking about the yeah. content. Maybe you need to be building these audiences.
1: Well, first. It's like, I don't think it's necessarily chicken or egg. I think it's more which group are you? Because if you're somebody who has already done a lot of audience research and you have, you know, say even for us, we have different groups in our HubSpot portal. We know who we're talking to. But we've been working on that for a really long time. So if you're starting out and you don't really have an email list or you have a small email list, part of what you're doing is, you know, simultaneously learning more about the audience. So you want to sell this online course. Maybe you haven't even created it yet. Throughout this process, you're going to be learning about what it is they really need as you're building up to it. So I think it's more. um, Are you just starting to build your buyer persona, or do you already have them? So that's just going to affect the the targeting that you do. There's definitely going to, if you don't have a list and you don't have that figured out, um, if there's going to be a little little bit of guesswork involved in in targeting. I think you
0: definitely should have an idea of who your buyer is, regardless. For before sure. You, I mean, you should have done this before you even started your business, probably, right? Like,
1: yeah. But I'm saying, <laughs> even when you design that ideal buyer persona. Uh-huh. When you actually start finding those people, you're probably going to learn that every that you maybe made some assumptions in creating it because you are when you first create it when you're starting a business and you don't have those ideal buyers yet. There are probably things you don't know about them. True. So, I mean, yes, you want to start with an idea. So, you know, to kind of to go back to what Tim was saying, people are like, oh, well, I have this ebook or whatever, and let's get that out there because I need to get some leads. And then they're like, I want anyone who's interested in this, and so then they you know, make this wide sweeping audience that covers like 30 million people. And then it's not well received because what percentage of all of those people in this huge generalized category even saw it? You're like, I want everyone in the entire world who's interested in business. (laughs) And then this small sampling of these people see your ebook and, you know, whatever. So starting with a better idea so you can target your audience from the beginning and then you can kind of tweak as you go or you learn like you know these people aren't really a fit i think it's because they um you know for xyz reason that makes them not a fit that i didn't think about before or something right
0: i think what it comes down to is do you want six people that are perfect or do you want 50 people who one of them would buy from you ever
1: and
2: i think an important note on that too is is um your buyer personas and your like your your uh, appetite as a business evolves over time, or like mm-hmm. maybe get more specific. So like when I this client yesterday, and I gave him that buyer persona homework, I said, don't think about like the wide sweeping persona for your business, who you tend to go after. Think about who your sales team is targeting right now, who you want to go after with this campaign, like specifically. Like let's narrow it down and get more specific than just trying to say, oh, we like you know mid level managers at these size companies. Let's figure out exactly what industries and we want to get into for this campaign and really just
0: hone in on that rather than try to cast a net too wide. Very good call. So let's rope this back to where we were. So we, we know we want to sell this course. We've backed it up to say, Hey, let's sell this webinar first. And then I guess we said, who's our audience, right? Mm -hmm. Or should we, should we put a name to this fake course or something so we can decide on audience or should we just try to keep this general?
1: think we can keep it general. I mean, okay. so w- well we're not going to sell the webinar. We're going to enroll people in no, the free webinar. Right. I'm just going back to we're not starting with selling a webinar. We're starting with enrolling people. Sell? Yeah, okay. I'm just clarifying I'm for the list. No, I know you're, what you meant you're right on. and I yeah. know you know what you meant. I just for everyone listening want to clarify call. that if we're ultimately trying to sell the class, one of the first things that we're going to do is enroll people in a free masterclass, free webinar um to to get them onto our list So let's
0: talk about what you need to do that. Um, A landing page, right? You need a great landing page, a great thank you page. Let's touch on it very briefly, but what what should this look like?
1: Well, I think the step before that is you need to know what's going to be in your webinar because what's in the webinar will influence what's on the landing page. See, this is the strategy part. It's like you back up and you back up and you back up and you back up until you're all the way at the beginning. (laughs)
0: Let's say we already know about the, the webinar.
1: So then what you want on your landing page and, yes. and your ad copy is going to tell people exactly what they're going to get out of that webinar. So, mm-hmm. and it's going to be something related to your ultimate online course. So maybe it's like a sampling of it. Maybe it's um, three tips for whatever it is that your course is about. And you're just taking a, a small sampling of that to, to get people enticed into the conversation. Maybe we're talking about building an online course.
0: Yeah. So lately in my campaigns, I build the the landing page first, or well, obviously the content first, but then before I touch the ads, before I'm even an ad manager, I build this landing page and that helps me really dial down my messaging. Mm -hmm. If I can sell it in, let's just say you have your headline, you have a subheader, and then you have three powerful bullets. I turn those into my ads afterwards. So I write it on the landing page you have a nice form there, and then they they fill that out, and then they get the the course. You can deliver it however you you deliver your your premium content. That do, kind of doesn't matter. That's who everyone does it a little different. Um, but what I do is I then take the messaging from that to build my ads. Yeah,
1: good method. Yeah,
0: or do you guys plan it out differently? I don't think there's a wrong way. Is what no, I'm getting not. at? But that's I mean maybe just my tip to keep me sane anyways yeah, it's, yeah. it's
2: not just a shortcut either because it's consistency and messaging it's not we're trying absolutely to, good call it's, um, it keeps
0: everything on the same mm-hmm. page yeah
1: yeah i think it's a good method and i i i do like the approach of writing the copy for the landing page because if you try to just start with add copy and expand on it it feels a little backwards you want to get your messaging around all of the benefits and then you can kind of you know, pluck some of the keywords or the, you know, most impactful ideas from that landing page and totally. that can become your ad copy. And then of course you can have a little bit of an explanation. You could have a video. You could have longer form copy. We haven't even gotten into the types of ads yet and what you can do. Right. But once you write your landing page, you know that, okay, and if we're working backwards from a goal, we want people to in this mini goal of getting people to enroll for the master class, we want them to convert on the landing page. So we right. we know that we need a great landing page. that's going to tell them about all the great things they're going to get when they enroll for this free course. We want a pretty short form. We want to grab that. Okay. So that's like a piece. Now we can go back another step and say, well, what do I need to say in the ad to get people to the landing mm-hmm. page?
0: So I'm going to flip to the other side of that real quick and let's build out everything before we touch the ad. So if we had the ad going, right? They'd click that ad. They would go to this landing page. They would fill out that form. How is that going to get them into the sale? How is that going to eventually sell this course?
1: Because you're going to nurture them Oh, in email marketing. Oh, I'm
0: listening. You're
1: going to continue to deliver this killer, valuable content to them around a topic that we know they're interested in because they signed up for a webinar mm-hmm. or yeah, a masterclass Likely, or webinar.
0: I mean, you don't. Like this might sound a little harder than what we're saying, because if I'm just listening, I'm like, oh, wait, so I got to make four more pieces of premium content to deliver in emails until they finally buy my course. No, not really, right? No, because if
1: you have, I mean, if you're someone who has a lot of content, that's great, but you don't have to overthink it either. Think Mm -hmm. about what you can offer, even in terms of like a quick tip, like, yes, when we are sending emails, we want to drive people to other content and to our blog and to watch a video. But if you don't have all of that, that shouldn't be something that stops you from doing it because Mm -hmm. you can send a series of emails that are just, here's a quick tip to apply today. And then it's a great opportunity to get feedback. You can say, here's another tip related to this webinar you watched, try it and email me back and let me know how it goes. Now you're really building relationships, which is really key. And then also it'll help you get feedback from your audience, especially if you're still building your buyer persona. This is going to be really helpful. Cause if they write that's back and plan. give you any feedback, that's, you know, a bonus.
0: So it's just like make sure these emails that you're sending are semi-regularly, not too regularly, but also the core thing is that they have value, right? Like we as yeah. long as you're sending something valuable, you're going to be top of mind to this person. And then eventually If you've provided enough value, maybe even just dissect this free course as part of it Mm -hmm. or start giving away more sections of that free course or that paid course even.
1: Yeah. And give that
0: away for free to then eventually get them. Like there's so many ideas if this is what you're doing, right?
1: You could even if one person replies and they used a tip that they gave you or something or you got feedback on your webinar, you can write an email around that showcasing a mini case study around oh, I have a student who tried this and these are the kind of results that they got. You know, here's what you can try. Yeah. I mean, it's really just about, like you said, it's just continuously providing value. If we look at the big picture, we're always looking for, you know, more leads, more conversions, high open rates, high click rates. And we want all those things and we want to be driving traffic. But the the main thing is to provide value. Those other things will come. This is especially true if you're just starting to build it and you're like, Oh my gosh! I don't even have enough content. I don't even have a website. You don't. Even, honestly, you don't even need a website to start. You eventually need a website, but you don't need it to start a campaign. You could just have a landing page.
0: Very true.
2: So I'm yeah. just going to bring it back a little bit to the the paid ads, right? Yeah. So when you're if you're launching something like this, like what do you guys consider a successful campaign? How do you measure whether mm. the juice was worth the squeeze?
0: Yeah. So before we get to that, I just want to like.
1: The juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I <laughs> <dad>
0: would say. <laughs> I just,
1: I, I enjoy, I enjoy things like that. Um, <laughs> but just
0: realize how much work we just talked about, right? Like it's still a decent amount of work. You don't just dive into ads, right? We had to build everything we just talked about before we even touch the ads. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and that's a big point because Raquel's always like, h- like harping on that to the clients. It's like, these things don't live in a bubble, right? Like you can't just like, I'm going to do ads and like, and that's all you need to do. Yeah. There's so much just more. Otherwise just you're just wasting on. time and money on the ads, you but if are. you're not doing anything with those leads.
1: My, my favorite analogy for that right now is because people do this all the time. Well, we want to say they have an ebook. Well, we just, we need leads. So we want to just like promote this ebook. I'm like, well, What's the, what's the bigger goal here? What's, how does it work into the bigger strategy? And it's like walking in, you know, it's like having somebody walk in and being like, Hey, um, I, you know, you're a personal trainer. Like I want to work out together. I want to get really fit. But the thing is, I just, I really only want to focus on my calves or my biceps. <laughs> and you're muscles. like, Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you want to, so you want to be overall fit, but you just want to focus on this like one muscle group. It's a
0: great metaphor. I love a a,
1: a love an analogy or a metaphor <laughs> any, okay. any time.
0: Now let's get back into the question Tim asked. And you said, yeah. what, what justify, or what, what's the overall measure? How do you measure a good campaign? And this is kind of hard to answer. Right? I don't know.
1: I Well, it what's can goal, be, right? I was going to say like, it's not hard when we go back to where we started on all of this, the strategy and you start with the goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Figuring out what the, you know, if the metrics are working is difficult when you don't know what you're looking for. Or if you don't have a goal, if you have a, a goal, then there's some, some baseline numbers that you might want to, you know, that you'll try to measure against, you know, the same way that we have like general open rates that we do yeah, for and sure, things like sure. that. But as far as the goal, it's like, if, if visibility um, is your goal getting in front of people? Is your goal then a ton of views and clicks might be successful right, so if you're trying to get people to fill out the landing Which one are you looking page. for?
0: Is what it comes down to. Well, if you're
1: trying to enroll people in a master class, then you're going to want to gauge your success on how many people you enroll, and maybe the the cost per enrollment will end up being your KPI. Good call.
0: So like, yeah, there's you you most people just track conversions, right? So like, how many people did I get to convert on that landing page? Mm-hmm. I think not enough people, sometimes clients don't see the value in the actual impressions that you've reached to because if you don't have a good ad, Facebook won't serve it. If, yeah. I'm talking strictly Facebook right now. Yeah. If you didn't take the time to create an ad that's worth putting in front of people, they will just not serve it to your audience. They will then serve it for a way more amount of money. So you need to look at a couple factors. And one is your cost per click. So even though people aren't converting, how much are you paying to get people to click onto that page? Because that really tells you, and I'm just talking the ad, right? Mm -hmm. So the ad might be doing great, right? But then maybe the landing page is the problem. So if we're just talking the ad, you really got to look at that cost per click. And that's kind of my Bible. If I'm not getting a lot of people to this landing page, the ad is wrong and I need to redo my job. Um, another thing is the frequency. Um, this is kind of scatterbrained, I'm sorry, but I don't think enough people look at the frequency and it will show you on one of the columns, your one point something usually. If you are under one point, you are a king because you have created a master audience. And what that means is one means everyone has seen it, right? And your audience technically if you're at two that means everyone has seen it twice which isn't a bad thing but it means you're not getting in front of enough people i don't think because to serve it again is what remarketing's for
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you guys think on that or did We'd, that just was that just a slur of words that did not make sense
1: it makes sense there are a lot of a lot of things we could touch on there but to your point about the um everybody seeing it and remarketing i'm just going to To grab onto that last thing that you said, when you are remarketing, say we're sending an ad out again for enrolling for the free masterclass or webinar that we're talking about that's going to eventually lead to selling our online course, there could be a number of people who saw it and it didn't grab them. So this is a great opportunity to test some different types of ads to see if you can get more enrollment, which we've done that a lot for, for clients as well. We've seen pretty good success with webinar enrollment. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we would have to go back and look at some of those specifics of how many different things that we tried and how many, you know, did it increase the second ad and, and things like that? Because you do end up honing in on things a little bit based on those numbers that you're seeing in the cost per click and stuff. And you're True. like, what should I change? What do I need to change about this ad? Or like you said, if tons of people are clicking on the ad, but not enrolling, then you want to look at the landing page and maybe the offer. But usually Sometimes it's the landing. It is just Sometimes people
0: don't want to commit to that big of an offer. Mm-hmm. I don't have an hour to watch a webinar. You know that could very well be a thing. So then mm-hmm. maybe it's your cost per lead, right? And which mm-hmm. I think you were kind of saying is like, what are you comfortable paying for a new lead? Because right now you spent thirty dollars in the last two days on ads and you got two new leads. Mm-hmm. You only paid fifteen dollars per lead. They're pretty well qualified because there were they're ready for this offer. So they're, they're not a nobody lead. They're someone you can work with, but you paid $15 per lead. So maybe that's your metric too. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at like
2: what my target or like what I should be happy with for as far as like the cost per lead, is that what that,
0: my instinct tells me it depends on what like your business is. Oh, for sure, 150%. Yeah. Okay. Cause if your ad is to sell a car or something, yeah. or we, we do a real estate ads, so the fact that we get people to fill out leads, to book a tour, to look at a property, that is so much more valuable than someone who's mm-hmm. buying, getting a free ebook. Mm-hmm. So even though I only get like four a month to go for this new property tour and I get 50 a month to get this free ebook, I think they're just as valuable. And I'm spending the same amount on each, like, yeah. because Which they're awesome. different yeah. mediums. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because when you have, to Tim's point and what you're saying too, with the real estate, it's like, this is where you want to get industry specific in researching what you should be spending. There's the the comfort level, which can be a wide range that's within what's acceptable. Like you might think, OK, oh, man, one hundred and thirty dollars a lead is really expensive. But when that lead leads to, you know, signing a, a contract sale, yeah, I that's mean, like half a million dollars. That's please. like that was nothing. And actually, that was just the ad. You know, it probably cost a few thousand dollars to actually get get that person when it's all said and done, but it's totally worth it. Now, if you're selling a bunch of products that are, you know, a hundred dollars or less, you know, you probably want to spend like a few dollars per lead. So, yeah.
0: So I did think we did just jump to the finish line a little bit because we're already looking at how our ad's doing and we never really talked about creating the ad. So we we have about about 15, 20 minutes left. So let's just really dive into those first steps of creating this new ad. Where do you even start? Do you know? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) If you are doing your first ad for Facebook and Instagram, let Facebook do it for you. Now I'm not saying click boost post, never click that button. It's like giving away your money for 10 people to 10 people more to see it. Just don't do it. But there's two, there are two things. One's called dynamic marketing and there is automatic placements until you have a great idea that like, 40% of my audience is on or let's say like 70% is on Instagram and 30 is on Facebook. So, you know, you want to put your money into Instagram. If you don't already know that, let Facebook decide for you. Mm -hmm. It is this monster that's going to take over the world. It knows everything about everyone. If you give it the information, it will serve it correctly. Mm -hmm. So I've been even though I like I have a really good grasp on how all the ads work. I let Facebook do its thing. So dynamic market or not remarketing, dynamic ads allow you to put in five different headlines, five different descriptions, uh, ten different photos, and it serves the specific photo and text that resonates with that person at Facebook things. And you know, you can say, I don't trust Facebook or I trust Facebook, but with the technology they have, I trust them to put it in front of the right people. <laughs> so I like to do five different Headlines and five different descriptions that are very different. So it serves it in front of the right person. I also let Facebook decide placements, which is, am I putting this on Instagram? Is I putting it on Facebook? Am I putting it on Facebook stories, Instagram stories, the display network? Let Facebook do it until you have an idea of your audience. And then you can get a little more surgical with it. Um, So that's my biggest piece of advice when you're setting this up for the first time.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. Because when you're guessing on your own where to put it, I mean, you'll be surprised at what performs sometimes and what doesn't. And this Mm -hmm. goes back to what we were saying about having a buyer persona built. But you might think that your buyers are on Instagram. So when you set up an ad on Facebook Mm -hmm. and it'll decide how many, you know, you can put it all on Facebook, you can put it all on Instagram, you can have it decide, it's probably going to split it up a few different ways. It's going to, you know, do, um, you know, side uh, like in the main feed. It's going to do on the side, on the right hand side on Facebook. It's going to do, um, you know, in the feed on Instagram yep. and in the stories. So you'll you say you've got these four different things. You might think, you know, wh- when going to perform the best. Mm-hmm. And many, many times it's not yep. the case. Um, but
0: also don't just let it do it for you and never follow up on it.
1: No, but when you're starting, for
0: sure. Or just keep an eye on it and be mm-hmm. like, you know, the craziest thing I found is like I was getting um like Instagram stories and that was getting results on a real estate ad. I was like, "What?" No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never have put my money there, but now we have a little more there because it made sense.
1: So, uh, can we yeah. talk for a second about since we're talking about setting up ads and we can talk about the creative part of it, but okay. my guess is that a lot of people when they're starting have Similar questions to our clients, which is how much do I have to spend? Mm, good question and what should the audience size be like? We can kind of give some parameters for that.
0: I start very cheap to test the ad mm-hmm. um This is only because most people I work with don't just have a huge budget to blow, um but I dedicate the first month of ads to deciding what works, basically mm-hmm. so. I'll put maybe like four or five different ads. Um, You know, some of them are this dynamic thing I was just talking about. Some of them are just on Instagram. Some of them are just on Facebook. It depends on the person and who we're working with. But I'll spend that first month deciding where is this money being spent the best. And then you ramp up that spend to get more of that same result. I don't know. $10 an ad a day is you're safe. You're going to get decent results with that.
1: Yep. That was the, the number that I had in my mind too for spend. You can start with.
0: I think bucks. I'm running one on web canopies right now for only seven a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I'm, it, it's only been up for a day and a half, but I might ramp it up just a bit. But I was also just looking at it because it's something totally random that we haven't done. It was for a magazine to get our new magazine.
1: Our new magazine, The Web (laughs) Canopy Journal, if you would like a copy.
0: You can go to click on this ad. It's probably being served to you if I did my job right. If you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're being seen our ads. Or or
1: email Larry.
0: Yeah, Larry. Larry
1: at webcanopystudio.com.
0: And it's a real magazine. No one else is offering.
1: Them. It's printed. It's, it's so hard copy. Larry,
0: that sounds expensive.
1: <laughs> and it it's, free. Oh, it's free. Oh, I mean for us. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've taken on the cost <laughs> right. for you. Anyone so we can, can pass the savings on to you.
2: So I'm going to ask a question. And this Please. might be jumping the gun and it might be blowing this whole big can of worms wide open. But <laughs> I hear a lot when we talk about these things, when you're running campaigns, for clients about Facebook pixels and retargeting and all this kind yeah. of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How does it work? What do I need to know about it? <laughs> this could
0: be its own podcast. Really? Exactly yeah. Right.
1: But it's great. We have to mention it. It's because good it's to important. talk about
0: remarketing just in general. We don't have to talk about how to set up a pixel. Email me and I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know. And,
1: and that's not even the complicated part. Like you do it once and you're set.
0: For real. Yeah. It It's it's intimidating if you're not into code and don't know where your website header or how to set it up. but. There's so many tutorials, it's really easy. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of remarketing, I think, is the bigger picture here. So if you have a pixel installed, you can then capture anyone who's been to that landing page, regardless if they filled out their email or not. So with that pixel, it tracks their IP or whatever Facebook sorcery is. And you can then create a new audience that is just people who've been to that landing page or just people who have been to your homepage or people who've been to your homepage in the last 30 days or all-time people who've been there whatever you can create that now that you have your pixel and then you can serve an and serve an ad again and again and again to these people um, there's a metric we use around the office it takes at least eight touches before someone considers your product so if you're not getting in front of them again you're losing them so it's hard because I've been really a fan like we've, we're doing a campaign for a client where I'm doing all of our remarketing via email. It's free. It's free. Why? Because most people will put like 20% of their spend in new, in new client or new acquisitions. And then 80% in remarketing, which is smart. Like I've done that before and it works. But I also love the idea of just getting their email and then doing most of your remarketing via email. If you don't have a big budget, that's a huge hack right there.
1: Which is really just lead nurturing.
0: It really just falls down to the same thing you do mm-hmm. you should be doing with mm-hmm. a new lead on your website.
1: Yeah. You should mm-hmm. do that with every lead. But remarketing is kind of the same thing. Even if they haven't converted into a lead yet, it's almost like a pre it's like pre-conversion nurturing. Like they looked at it. I mean, and we we've all done this. Just because you don't grab something the first time doesn't mean that they're not interested. They poked around, they looked at it, they didn't sign up for a who knows? For, for the webinar could be a lot of things. It's not at a time that works for them. OK, maybe in the retargeting ad, it becomes, hey, I noticed you didn't sign up. Like, guess what? You know, you think you can't make that time? Like, we whatever, whatever. Yeah, we're going to be sending you, you know, we'll be sending out a, a recording. So sign up now and get the recording after or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you would want to finesse that copy coffee sure. and <laughs> like that. But you get the idea. That's just one way. That's just, a, it's just one example. Staying in
0: front of it. And like you don't get that sale that first click, which is again why when we very started this very conversation, we said, I think the more power in the ads come from this uh, capturing their lead, capturing their attention, and not necessarily trying to sell them right away mm-hmm. because it's all about that remarketing.
1: When people talk about how advertising sells, very rarely are they saying that. It is a specific ad making a sale. Think about It's not before, the trigger, right? No, it's yes. not. Yeah. I mean, think about like before we even had digital ads, advertising was huge, but it was like television, billboards, radio, magazines, all these kind of ads that people spent a ton of money on and advertising worked, but it wasn't this measurable certain click. You didn't sure. really know. So that hasn't really changed. We can measure the exact point where a particular part of the journey was occurring. Now we have the power to do that, but it still is true that it takes eight touches before they maybe are even interested in Mm -hmm. the first place. They maybe had to see the quote, I'm making air quotes, the (laughs) commercial seven times before they were like, you know, I kind of want to check that out. I do kind of want to check that
2: out. So with nurturing, right? If you generate a lead from a a paid ad on Facebook, say, and they're in your system and you nurture them over like a year and a half, Mm. and then they finally buy. Do you do you attribute that back to a successful Facebook campaign? Okay. Yeah,
0: is that completely separate sure. yeah. at that point? The same way, yeah. You influenced that purchase. I mean, it was a group effort from the emails. Mm-hmm. From I'm sure they saw maybe over a year a couple different ads, mm-hmm. but you still Just got the, them in yeah, the through that ad. source. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's different to everyone I know. Yeah. I I think you have a specific client in mind who is like. Yeah, that got him in, but mm-hmm. it was me talking to him that sailed, But Yeah,
1: it happens a wow. lot. With like sales yeah. and marketing, we do have some clients right now. For example, we have a client who wants us to start doing some paid ad campaigns and asking for metrics and specifics and examples. So we showed them some dashboards of other promotions that we've yeah. done. And in HubSpot, it will show you the number of contacts. It will show you the number of closed deals influenced, the amount of dollars influenced. Link
2: everything to a campaign. Deal. Yes, link everything
1: to a campaign. So think about this as marketers, and this is what we talked about with them. Even if you aren't able to say this is the one thing that did it, which is really the case. If that's the case, it probably means it's not linked to a campaign. It's the only thing that you can see that <laughs> yeah. they did because it most likely is not the only activity that happened that got them in the sale. But as a marketer, when you look at showing the results of what your team is doing, what you're doing, how you're getting results for people. It is as impactful, in my opinion, to be able to say the efforts that we made and the dollars that we spent influenced, you know, this many hundreds of thousands of dollars of closed deals that we were part of. If it, if it wasn't part of it, would the deal still have closed? Maybe, maybe. but maybe they wouldn't have ever even gotten into the pipeline. Yeah.
0: That's the influence is the key word there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's undervalued as I um, I don't know, as, sure. as as an end user, mm-hmm. you know, it, that influenced revenue that we we tie everything to. It's, it's important. And I don't know, it's not looked at enough. Um, so we're coming towards the end of the podcast. I'm going to try to steer us back with let's just. Walk through. We've talked about so much crazy stuff. You want Let's, to know
1: why? What? So we didn't, ha- we didn't like have a strategy mapped out oh, for how the okay. conversation was going to
0: go. I guess that's <laughs> on me.
1: <laughs> I am only saying that because we said that at the beginning of this, when we go into something, if you do have what a strategy I say, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever, but it's also just. I
0: do think we've, we've laid out everything though. Let's just like put it back in a line. Right. So.
1: We have a whole Cutting, other episode yeah. to talk about what to actually put in your ad, though.
0: Oh, totally! And then we'll talk about setting up Facebook pixels, Google pixels, mm-hmm. Google ads, LinkedIn ads. Oh my god, the world so is so. This endless. is
1: like part one of the social ad series, Uh-huh. and it's all about where to start.
0: Uh huh. Which I'm gonna let's summarize it all right now. Ready? And you guys, I need your help. <laughs> so, <We're in. laughs> before we even touch the ads, we created a. We, we had our end goal, which is getting them into a course. We also created four emails that after they, I'm working backwards. So yes. they had these four emails that got them into the course because they were providing value. They were getting those emails because they filled out something on a landing page. That landing page was very well done and the messaging was on point and looking just right. It was. Bravo. (laughs) I made that. So thank you. Oh, good job, Tim.
1: (laughs) Oh, Tim made that.
0: And then they (laughs) got to that landing page because of a great ad that we decided was all through dynamic marketing through Facebook and placements because it was your first ad. That was what you wanted to do. And you measured these via those two tips I said cost per click, because it's the easiest one to tie your revenue to. And you knew your audience was looking just right because of that frequency I talked about. Is that everything?
1: I think that that covers uh, most of it what we talked about. Yeah. And that's like, that is a sort of a whole path of getting started.
0: least lays out a path. You're not really diving into the remarketing other than those emails. But man, if you got all of that set up, that's a campaign. It, are you optimizing your spend the best way? No, but you're learning, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's where you start, you know? that's If you want to do this, you got to be all in. You got to be willing to make that long line of content, those emails. Mm-hmm. and be willing to put some money behind testing your audience.
1: And once you figure out your audience, it gets a little bit easier. It does. It all gets and, easier. And you, you
0: learn the software. I mean, okay, Facebook changes their ad manager. It mm-hmm. seems like weekly, but I think they're on to this one. This one seems pretty easy so. to use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's definitely gotten a lot easier than in in years gone by.
0: I mean, the... We should stop before we go down a a rabbit
1: hole. And this is not to deter anyone um, from doing it. It's not difficult to do. It's just there's so many different options that until you get comfortable doing it, you will probably you'll probably feel a little overwhelmed when you first log into the dashboard, which is why you want to go in with a plan and a few, you know, a few things figured out. One other thing I was going to throw in there, too, as far as setting up the audience, we touched on not wanting to have you know, a huge, wide sweeping, generalized audience. Oh, I want to get it in front of everyone because everyone's not interested. And also a very small, like very small group of that larger group will see it. So you're better off targeting more and getting like maybe five hundred thousand to two million people. You know, it gives you the little um the measurement. Oh, with the
0: little meter on the side. The
1: little meter. And as don't you're don't be afraid to use those
0: tools when you're just starting. Like you'll learn yeah. that some of them are like Eh, they're giving you numbers that might be off, but yeah, it helps when you're first learning.
1: Totally. And I don't know where the, where they would put the needle if you're at 500,000 to 2 million people, but let's say, you know, the example that we gave before I'm choosing, I want like every country for people who are interested in business, because what I have is for like anyone who's in business. Mm -hmm. I assure you, this is not going to work. You'd be so much better off picking specific regions or, you know, at least like trying to hone down the countries to, let's say, you're only English speaking. Maybe just pick, you know, like the U.S. and Canada and Australia and some European countries. I don't know. I'm just throwing some things out there, <laughs> um, you know, rather than picking like, everywhere. Not, yeah, you know, but if you can be more specific regionally or by state, that's great. But then go in and start selecting some of the, you know, the interests and the age range and the job titles mm-hmm. and, and those things, and get the group down. So that what's happening is Facebook has more data to work with. Very true. The more specifics you put in, the more data it has to work with, and the better that its algorithm will be at serving it to the people who are interested.
0: Hundred percent. And then it, it is something you got to tinker with, and. Man, then we could talk about lookalike audiences and all of that too. But I guess we got to save that for another podcast.
1: We have a few, we have a few podcasts. We have a couple ideas. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The last thing I'll end with is if you're just starting, we talked about the spend, right? And I think that's one of the first Mm -hmm. things people are worried about or like they read these things like where you got to spend like a thousand dollars a week. If you're just putting your toe in, do the same thing with your wallet, you know? Mm ten dollars a day if it's not working after two or three days you can end it you're not committed that's mm-hmm. the beauty you could do it for two hours if you wanted yeah don't do that you're not going to get yeah. the data to really
1: and you're probably not going to get anything in three days so go into it yeah. with the like with the notion that the first bit of your budget is going to be to learn what you're doing it's a learning yeah. budget you, you know so your cost per lead will go down over time
0: yes and just but actually watch it too so mm-hmm. That gets you started, I hope. If not, I don't know.
1: You know what we should do with this? We should, uh, we should actually go back and turn this into a downloadable tip sheet so that. Whoa. Yes, or, <laughs> or like timestamp some of the important tips from this episode in case someone can't listen to the whole thing.
0: Oh, and then I'll make like a little video and a blog about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I'm on it. I love it. Okay. Bye. Bye.